I saw five shows on the tour and I was honestly just blown away every time. Um, as a younger fan, I didn't think I'd ever get to see Roger so close, but him and the entire band were just brilliant and it was great to hear such a wide selection of his music. And on top of all that, I made so many new friends whilst queuing and it was just lush meeting people with the same interests as me. Honestly, Roger is a fucking man. Welcome to In the Lap of the Pod Screen Podcast with Joe, David and Marcel Paul. So on this episode we're going to discuss um, Roger Taylor again. We've already discussed his album Outsider and now we're going to discuss one of the gigs of the tour for that particular album. Um, And uh, there'll be some thoughts from listeners who have been to uh, the gigs um, on Roger's tour, unfortunately, I was unable to make uh, the gig that <laughs> these two boys uh, managed to to see, and that gig was at the O2 Academy in Liverpool. So it was that was on the eighth of October in the year of our Lord two thousand and twenty-one. Oh, I might as well run through the set list before I speak to the boys about how how they enjoyed the gig. Um, I'm presuming they did enjoy it. Um, so we've got Strange Frontier, Tenement Funster, We're All Just Trying to Get By, A Nation of Haircuts, These Are the Days of Our Lives, Up, Gangsters Are Running This World, A Kind of Magic, Absolutely Anything, Surrender, Man on Fire, Rocket, Prime Drive, Under Pressure, Say It's Not True, I'm in love with my car, outsider, more kicks, long days, journey into night, life, drum battle, foreign sand, radio gaga, and then for the encore, rock and roll, and heroes. Right. Okay. So, so you, the two, you two guys headed down to Liverpool uh, on Friday there. Um, and uh, I, I'm sure you, you tweeted out that um, a couple of photos, um, you were in the car, you were enjoying uh, what, what, what quite nice cookies. How, how were the cookies? I've got to say, man, the cookies were mind-blowingly good, especially because they were only one seventy-five a packet, 12 biscuits for one seventy-five M&S, raisin and oatmeal cookies, I believe. And uh, anyway, yeah. then we got another packet that was lemon, white, lemon chocolate. And white chocolate. Oh, oh man. Oh, oh. So uh, big up to M&S. Please give us a sponsorship. I'd be quite happy just to receive cookies, man. Mm. But aye, they were amazing, man. And I'm pretty aye. sure David was uh, finding it hard to keep his shit together because of his taste buds were exploding. Exactly. <laughs> I, I nearly went right <laughs> after the fucking motorway, man. <laughs> aye, soon as, that, soon as that tingle in your throat happened. <laughs> That was you, man. So, so the day got off to a good start, then. Yeah, yeah. good start. Good start. And, was, and I must, I must admit, there's some really good tato um, crisps from. Oh, uh, oh absolutely, from man. Human, uh, from Home Bargains, Irish oh. cheddar and onion. Ah, if I yeah, remember correctly, they were, they were fucking. Oh, lindy, they were fucking yeah. excellent, especially uh, on the way back. They were even better on the way home because ah, they were yeah. starving. Ah, they are, they are good crisps. I didn't know you could get them here. Uh, 
Aye, 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 and the exploited will listen to the exploited <laughs> <laughs> trips of the trips of tomorrow album because we know everybody the Santa Queen loves the exploited. So yeah, <laughs> and why would they not? Okay, so the the trip the trip down was okay. Yep, uh, yeah, um, and uh, so Liverpool, Liverpool. Uh, you been there before or? Not bad. No, that first time in Liverpool. Um, I haven't even passed through it. I mean, because I think you know when it. Time of going down to England, it's usually Birmingham, Manchester, London, Leeds, Leeds, you know, um, places like them, but um, but never Liverpool for some reason. So, um, it was very a very brief uh stay in Liverpool, obviously, because we went down, saw the gig and went home. But before that, we popped into the World Museum in Liverpool, mm-hmm. which was uh, a quite, a quick, quite a quick blast through it, right enough, um, because it was close towards close to the end of the you know, of the off of a kicking out time in the in the museum, but it was good. And there was a right, really nice, nice uh, gentleman we were speaking to. He was speaking to us and talking about traveling about Scotland and mm-hmm. the good guy. I can't remember his name, so I can't give him a shout out. But the guy that with the glasses and the black jumper that works in the World Museum. Aye, he's a good guy, man. Aye, Aye, thanks for the thanks for the the banter. It was good. Guy. Aye, I left a I left a wee TripAdvisor review for. Oh, uh, for nice the World one. Museum, and I mentioned him in it, but can't remember his name, but. Just go. say the guy with the glasses Aye. and the black hair. That's you know, I'm pretty sure that will narrow it down, at least to four folk that work there. <laughs> so it should be all right. Can, can I just say, because I'm pretty sure um, quite a few people listening to this um, would have the same thought, what a couple of boring bastards you are. Oh, absolutely. Well, we couldn't um, fucking oh, sorry, drink tell you, head, no, no, no. head was, straight to our museum. That was a joke. That was a joke. What we did is, well, we're actually drinking in the car on the way down, man. Mm. You know, we're just swigging beer, man. Fucking, I was uh, shooting heroin and David uh, was driving and, and drinking beer out of a uh, beer dispensing hat. Then we drove the fucking car right through the windy of the boozer and then just all the two pints. <laughs> And stepped over the cops of the, the bartender who we, who we literally mowed down in the pub. Yeah. yeah. And maimed a couple of folk as well, which is pretty cool, man. Cool. Yeah. I love a pill knows how to party, man. Aye, well, we made sure they knew how to party. <laughs> Aye, uh, I, I've been at Liverpool twice, but it's both times it was to see Celtic. So it was basically mm. hundreds of guys or thousands of guys from Glasgow on, on like, you know, the one Busies. pub or whatever. I know. I know. You know, so I had no, no uh, um, feel for Liverpool at all, other than the inside of a pub and Anfield Stadium. That was it, you know. Um, and me being a, a Beatles man and all that, you think I'd have been down there, you know, in Strawberry Fields and, you know, uh, Men Love Avenue and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so I'm there. I'm need to do something about it. Ah, uh, that's what we're talking about, you know. We probably because right. you know, even just a short time working, I just having a wee walk about, you know. Um, it's a really, really cool city, but it looks yeah, like, and, and yeah. it would be yeah. it'd be good to head down there, you know. Um, and and you know, even I'd be I'd be up for even experiencing the Beatles stuff as well, you know. And I'd like to maybe, go to the museum, the Beatles museum, and down there for a wee night and and check yeah. it out, you know. So yeah. that's probably Absolutely. got to be on the cards because well, it's not that far away. It's only a three and a half hour drive, you know, yeah. pretty much. So. So the, the Liverpool okay. Tourist Board, if you want to sponsor us as well, you know. Aye, hook us up. Yeah, um, that'd be great. So we heartily endorse Liverpool as a city. So there you cool. go. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Um, as, you know, as Glaswegians, I think, uh, you know, it's fairly common um, that, you know, people say that 
Glaswegians and Liverpudlians, you know, they share the same kind of heritage, you know, a lot of Irish immigration and all that, and therefore it's the same type of humour and all that kind of stuff. Aye, I know, get that. that. Aye. aye, so, uh, aye, uh, it's a, uh, aye, it seems like a cool place, aye, yep. and it's uh, mm-hmm. produced, you know, the, the greatest band in the world as well, it's Carcass, you know, so. Uh, exactly, aye, Carcass. <laughs> um, yeah, so there you are. Um, Stephen Graham, so there you go. Stephen Graham, yeah. Craig Charles. So uh, so that was you um, uh, out the museum. Did you, did you stop at a local hostel, Ray? Get a couple of a bite to eat or anything like that? Or was it straight uh, to the venue? No, no. We, went, we went to a Chinese uh, restaurant. Um, China Diner. Is that what it's called? I was, I China, di- China Diner. There you go, man. I know that this grand was good. Uh, it's mm. not the best Chinese food I've ever ate, but it was, it was okay. It was nice. Cool. What did you have, David? I had um oh fuck what did I have? What did you have? <laughs> well I remember what I had. <laughs> I had uh, sea bass and ginger and spring onion sauce or something like that and chips. Or Ooh. if you're an American, listen to this fries. <laughs> so um <laughs> I it was really good. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> fries. <laughs> if you listen. Fries, fries. Aye, and ten it was gallon, magnet- ten, ten gallons of that on it. Aye, my my pet eagle. I keep in the, <laughs> I keep in the back room. Um, but yeah. aye, the food that mice was extremely nice. I must say, what's the stuff that's like uh, bean curd? Bean curd. There you are, man. Thank you. Yours was bean curd. Some aye. something some sort of bean curd. Well, be yeah. We're looking at vegetables and mixed vegetables. Yeah, and looked um, pretty good. Aye, it was good. Aye, it was. Cool. Oh, Staff like, could have been a bit happier than letting off the right, no, there was, there was a couple, door, but the dude that came afterwards was pretty, pretty. He was okay. The girl was a, pretty miserable, man. Yeah, she didn't have much of her personality, in fact. Um, nah. I have to say, but um, uh, I and another thing, I would they, they, their vegetarian options were very, very limited. I have to oh, say, oh, so. I totally, um, I know that was disappointing. Well, I'm a pescatarian, so I looked out where I could I still eat fish, but I do, I, I do agree that <laughs> it was yeah. pretty limited. So, China Diner, sort out your fucking vegetarian options, aye, and sort out your fucking some of your staff because they're fucking miserable bastards, man. Not all of them, though. <laughs> so, uh, go and eat in the China Diner in Liverpool, China Diner, two stars. Sea <laughs> <laughs> bass is good, sea bass was good, man. Hi lads, just thought I'd come on and give a few thoughts on the Vegetarian Outsider tour, um, especially after listening to the Outsider podcast at the end. You were wondering if there's going to be anyone young there, so I thought I'd come on and represent the youth because I would have been just born the last time you went to see him. So I also went to the Liverpool gig. We were flying over from Dublin to go see it. Um, and yeah, just so thankful to be able to go. And um, because from I've never seen Queen or any solo tours, and it was just it was surreal to be able to see Roger in the flesh. Um, never thought we'd be able to do that. So yeah, thought the concert itself was amazing. It was plenty of like-minded people there, which is just great to be surrounded by that. Um, and yeah, the music was great. I thought the set list was really nicely balanced between old and new songs. 
and the band themselves were brilliant. I thought their version of Rocket Prime Drive was amazing and they really did justice to the song. Um, and Roger Taylor himself, I thought it was just brilliant. Um, still has such a powerful voice and so much energy and uh, he was quite funny as well. So yeah, great stage presence and still got over 72. So yeah, just wanted to share my thoughts and um, say great podcast. Can't wait for the next episode. Thanks. So we finally get to the venue. How how, how was the venue? Is that, it, it looks kind of looked like an old cinema or something like that. Is that, is that right? Ah, it's or got that kind of vibe. I think aye. possibly that's what it was. Aye, yeah. yeah. It's. I mean, you, obviously in Glasgow, you've got the O2 Academy in Glasgow. Which you would naturally compare it to, even though they're two completely different buildings, but you naturally think of that. Mm. And um, compared to that, I like the layout of the one in Liverpool a lot more than Glasgow. And I don't really like mm. the Glasgow Academy as a venue. Yeah. Um, I just don't, I think it's very narrow and uh, yeah, it's, it's, no, it's, no it's, great, it's not a great venue. But the Liverpool one, yep, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like, kind of reminded me of a, a wider version of the garage in Glasgow. Aye. Yeah, you know, it's like that. Lots of kind of open yeah. space and. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I liked it as a venue, and the sound was great. And, sound good, though. Mm-hmm. And oh, the air conditioning, the air conditioning, they had air oh, conditioning through the whole. Aye. So you know that way you're just sweating after like two aye. songs and stuff. Yeah. Whether you're, you know, you know, we've all been in pits and back in the day and all that, but um, yeah, you know, even even just standing there a lot of time you're sweating and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, no, this is this the air conditioning just blasting through the whole venue, just spreading that COVID about everybody. It was probably oh, <laughs> that, that, that recycled <laughs> air, man, loving it. <laughs> No, it was good. Lovely. So it's good. You were nice and cool. You were watching a cool guy as well. So there you go. Yeah. Right. Can I? Cool. I'll just add something else before we move on here, right? Just to set the, the scene here, right? We were talking about we were in the China diner. <laughs> China diner. <laughs> we're in the China diner, right? And when we walked in, there was one guy sitting. Now, the China diner isn't exactly next to the venue. It's quite, quite, you know, it's quite far removed from the venue, you know. It's not like next to it, so ah, it's like say about a quarter of a mile. Yeah, or something aye, so I mean, know? it's like you know, so that ruling that out. It, it, I'm saying that because it's to add to the the bizarreness of this story that I'm going to tell here quickly. So anyway, we walked into the China Diner, and uh, immediately I saw a guy sitting alone with a Roger Taylor uh, T-shirt eating his meal. And I said to David, I said, oh, there's a guy obviously going to the gig there. So we never thought anything else of it because he was sitting at the other side. We never seen him again after that. Cut to us going into the venue and we were standing at the cloakroom. Wasn't it, David? It was, yeah, it was just at the merch stand. table. Merch it was the merch stand. table. Yeah, yeah. And at this point, most of the people were already up in the venue. So it was quite quiet. So it was just me and David standing there looking at the merch. This same guy who was in this diner walked up to us and looked right into our eyes and started playing the drum beat to, to Liar and looking at us really intensely. <laughs> and, and me and David were looking at each other thinking... What the fuck is wrong with this guy? What, what, what does he want us to join in? What? And he's looking at us. And he's playing. He's looking at us. And we're on like, the so flight I'm, cases. Yeah, kind of flight I, cases run about the. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking at David. I'm looking away, and I'm really embarrassed. And, and then obviously somebody somebody else came over, and they obviously he grabbed their attention. And then me and David walked away, and went, that was bizarre. And I'm thinking to myself, that's the same guy that was in that China diner place, right? <clears throat> so we go up into the venue. The venue's big, you know, it was what's the capacity, like two thousand oh, people or yeah, something. Probably like about that, that. I'd imagine oh, maybe fifteen hundred or something. Yeah, like. and it was it was easily three quarter three quarters full, if not more. It was very busy, right? We were at first song kicks in and Roger's set, 
and I feel a bump. And I'm like, who's this? The same fucking guy stood right in front of me. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, ah, what the fuck is it with this guy, man? It just, it was weird as fuck. David, was it weird or was it just yeah. me? It, 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 this whole place, to, and we were, you know, maybe halfway up, you know what I mean, in the middle, but over to the left, I say, and he, he sat, I sorry, stood in front of us and was the most irritating fucking bastard ever. <laughs> That's probably the, our one fan <laughs> in Liverpool. I know. Well, David was wearing these lap pods t-shirts, so maybe, maybe well, he that, recognised that. That was, that was going to be my next question. You were representing David. Uh, Did MD come up and say... <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I think they were all pretty much saying, oh, it's that fucking shitey podcast. <laughs> that guy's got a t-shirt on <laughs> That podcast that hates Queen, they dare to fucking... They would dare to criticise anything today with Queen. Fucking bastards. And I was wearing a discharge <laughs> t-shirt, so I was kind of hoping that the two years would get trampled by, you know, Miracle and Made in Heaven fans. You know, aye, I'd be quite funny. I carried on the podcast with somebody yeah. else. Aye, aye, I, I would. I've done a version of No One But You, Only the Good Die Young, and all that, aye. and then just Acoustic. carried on, whatever. Yeah. They're only flying too close <laughs> to the sun. Yeah. That song's horse shit, man. <laughs> The Bat Roger sings is all right. We'll need to, we'll need to review that one, do you? Uh, <laughs> let's not bother, man. Oh, dear. Right, so, what else? What other questions am I going to ask you? Um, I thought so we yeah. finished. We've talked about everything but the gig. We've not got any time for the songs now, so, man. Good night. It's about three quarters full. Um, yeah, so we're, we're getting to the actual tracks. Yeah. Um, so... Um, neither of you were aware of the set list beforehand. No, no. I had just by being on the Lapos Twitter and being actually back on Twitter now. Um, I I saw a couple of things really quickly, but not mm. to any meaningful effect. I didn't, definitely didn't see the set list. Yeah, there was a. I, I, I've got to admit, I did smile when I saw a particular track because you know both you guys are big fans of Rocket, <laughs> and when I saw aye, it, aye. I saw it there, I was like, oh. Yeah, uh, we'll come to uh, that. We'll talk about that. But yeah, uh, I mean, there's ones you knew you were going to get. You knew you were going to get Gaga and a kind of magic. They were aye. certs. You yeah, know, you know, you knew yeah. you were going to get. And days of days of our lives as well. You know, you know yeah. they they were going to be in the set. Um, I managed to. I I, I watched them. Um, so, someone had filmed the whole uh, Newcastle show, which I think was the first gig that he right. did. Um, so that was on YouTube. So I managed to watch that, and and even even on. You know, presumably somebody's phone or something like that. You know, the the sound was great. Was, I I was actually watching that yeah. coming from work today and actually stuck that on just to kind of remind mm. myself. Of, although it wasn't the Liverpool gig, but remind myself of the kind of overall vibe of the, you know, of the set and all that. And um, it's weird that watching it, 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 it obviously very early in the tour, but it mm. was it was a lot ropier than yeah, what, yeah. Yeah. what I remember us seeing on the night kind of thing you know mm-hmm. and I think it's Aye. maybe just uh, even even the even the band who were fantastic I have to say on the night I felt we're still maybe I think, was, feet. I, I think that's what it was yeah. like, very much you know just a wee bit not, not quite there it was still still good don't get me yeah. wrong but yeah. certainly by the time he's hit Manchester a week later or almost a week later eh, sorry hit Liverpool sorry almost a week later I think probably They've had a chance to kind of refine yeah, the kinks. Uh, found so, their feet. Yeah. Um, and and speaking of the band, I, I, I might as well run through uh, who the band are. So you've got Spike Edney on keyboards, Christian Mendoza on guitar, 
Neil Fairclough on bass, Tyler Warren um, on drums and vocals, and Christina Heisen or Heisen on keyboards, percussion, violin, guitar, and vocals. Um, yep. So yeah, and uh, and for, from what I've seen on YouTube and all that, very very good band. Very oh, awesome, aye. Blown away, blown away yeah. by how good they were, yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely standing. And I think um, well, we're gonna hear from uh we're gonna hear from our listeners who've uh been to the gigs as well. Um, but myself and Joe recorded a, an immediate reaction to the gig in a side street in Liverpool. So we'll tag that on to the end of the of the podcast as well. And I think I, I was trying to remember who's in the band, and I think I called the uh, the lady on the keyboards, Lisa Keys. Because it's really, like he said, Lisa Keys, but I think what Roger probably said is Christina on the keys. Ah. <laughs> you know, and I think, you know, so, so I, I think I refer to her as Lisa Keys in the, at the end. So fuck knows who Lisa Keys is. I don't think she, well, she's certainly not in Roger's band anyway. And it's and it wasn't Alicia Keys either. So there you are. Ah, I was going to say that. Aye, Alicia Keys. Aye. <laughs> so aye, anyway. But the band, you know, the band were absolutely outstanding. I, you know, what, what I really liked about it was, um, he, he, you know, obviously he's got experience with Spike Edney and, you know, I suppose that that Neil Fairclough guy, you know, he's looks maybe a little bit older, but he's got a lot of young blood in his band and and Aye, totally. really young, hungry musicians. And I think that that's part of the success of it, you know. Yeah. Um, because it's very easy to, to just grab a bunch of journeyman musicians and, you know, but there's, you know, he's got some people in his band with a bit of fire in their belly and stuff. Mm. And, and I yep. think that really, really made the difference, you know. And I think Roger's always been kind of streetwise that way, you know. He, yeah. Nah, yep. You know, he, he, he's a, he's a He's a sensible guy when it comes to things like that. You know, he always makes good choices. You know, even if you go away, want to go back to the cross, you know, I want to form a rock band. I'm going to get these a bunch of young, young guys that are hungry and want to, you know. So mm-hmm. it's the same, yeah. same thing again. Whether you think that was successful or not is, is your opinion. But you know, he's, he's so that I think for me that was one of the successes. And they can fucking play everyone to a person, and that mm-hmm. band can play their instruments and, and vocally the, the harmonies harmonies sorry. are fucking mm. amazing you know mm. um, so extremely talented band aye absolutely so yeah uh, so uh, any particular tracks um, that stood out for you I, I, I guess you know but you are going to talk about Rocket so we'll leave that out just now but is there any, any other ones that were, you, you were surprised to hear or you know um, aye, I particularly stood out. Well, I'm in love with my car, but I wasn't really expecting that. Right. Um, I know, obviously, you know, you'd think, well, obviously, it's a big Roger song, but because it's quite high and stuff like that, and he was very young when he recorded that, I thought he wouldn't do it. And then he played it, I was like, fucking hell, because he sang it amazingly well. Like, I was like, and to be fair, the guy's the guy's voice was fucking amazing. And it only, get, I mean, it was great when it started at the very start, but it almost seemed to get even better as it went on. Mm. Um, aye, great, fantastic. Um, Tenement Funster was another one I really wasn't expecting them to play. Um, second song, mm. wasn't it? Ah, aye, second song after uh, Strange Frontier, wasn't it? That's right, aye. Um, yeah. But aye, I mean, it was it was awesome that he kind of he covered the, the the kind of seventies era stuff as well. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Absolutely, and and I think I st- standouts. Um, there's there's quite a few standouts for me. I mean, I mean, I thought Radio Gaga was really cool. Um, Aye, really, was, really, really well played, you know, and um, a, a really excellent version of it. I, I thought, um, Man and Fire, I really liked, but there was something just it's a small moan. I have to say about it, and it and it's and it maybe doesn't matter to a lot of people, but it, it just kind of. 
because when he sings the, the the chorus, you know, obviously in the in, in the album, it's sometimes I feel sometimes I feel ah, like a yeah. man on, but when it, it does it live, it's I feel like a man on fire. Mm-hmm. I feel like a man possessed. So he misses that sometimes bit, and and it was just as I was watching it and listening to it, it was ah, like I know, I know it was fucking well. with me because I was just like, there's a word missing there. So it was just really. So also Rogers updated it. Maybe he felt that he shouldn't have had that bit in it in the first place, and he's updated it, and that's fair enough, you know. That's the way he wants it. But it just it kind of messed with me a wee bit, you know. And I was like, oh, I just want to hear it as I know as, it, as I, you know. Um. So, but but I mean, vocally, especially in the verses, you know. You know, it's, it's, it's that pure Springsteen type of, type of vibe again, you know, but he was, in the verses, he was, you know, I had the chorus, you know, he, that was, that was, that was cool here. And Strange Frontier actually opened up the gig, I thought that was, was a really class. Cool, cool way to open it. Because I thought he might have opened up with some of the, one, you know, a kind of soft intro into the gig, you know, like maybe one off the Aye. new album, do it that way. Maybe even Tides actually, and then, and then he's in, and then maybe you get the Rockers two or three songs in. Mm-hmm. But he just went for one of the kind of, one of his kind of big ones um, right away. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the Queen Queen tracks were great. I mean, Days of Our Lives what, was 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 excellent. That was that was excellent. I mean, there's a few points where you know you were starting to kind of I felt emotional a wee bit uh, in that one. Yeah, I, I must admit, I did actually. That yeah, was yeah. one of the songs that I actually felt a little bit of the eyes getting a bit, uh, a bit uh, hot and watery. Not not to not. I didn't you know didn't probably cry because uh, I'm, I'm hard and I'm Scottish. <laughs> but, um, but I definitely felt an emotion. No, um, you know, feeling from it, I definitely, aye. Aye. no, I totally mean the same, and and it was interesting because, and I don't know if it, I, sometimes you can look look too much into things and and try and explain things a bit too much, but I thought it was interesting at the end when it goes, you know, the last line, ah, I still love you, you know, and then mm-hmm. and then and then it goes into the guitar bit, and then and then obviously Freddie can say me again, I still love you, but he didn't aye. do that, he didn't, he do, didn't that, do that. But, Left out. So I don't know if that was that's Freddy's thing or yeah, that's that's for Freddy. Aye. Aye, yeah, I don't know if that was kind of was thinking that's you know I'm not going to try and take that off him or whatever. That, that you makes know? sense actually. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Aye. So yeah. um, so he could have just left that, which I thought was a if that was the thinking, that was a touch of class just to kind of leave that. You know, I still love you. <laughs> 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 but yeah, but yeah, so that was that. So that was that was a moment, and I think the ones off the new album are really. Really nice as well. Um, um, really, really cool here. I think they were they were good live. You know, absolutely anything was was really nice. Um, aye, that was good. Aye, that was really nice. Mm-hmm. And so, aye, aye, there's lots of highlights, man. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of low points. Well, not not low points in the in the sense that anything wasn't good. Everything they played was fucking excellent. You know, we mm-hmm. played absolutely immaculately. But um, really disappointed I know David was the same that he didn't play anything from Fun in Space I mean that's fucking mm. hell man yeah. that, that that why Fun in Space is an amazing album and, and that was one of the ones he totally ignored and I was just, I, don't, yeah. I didn't get it didn't I don't understand it either you know and and but I, I think the thing is you came away from the gig going that was excellent and I think that's the good thing about it because you came away from thinking that was excellent so it was I think if the you know the set list had been you know let's let's say the set list was just basically the last Two, three albums or whatever, and that was it. You might have been a wee bit like, mm. ah, and he wasn't playing, and he wasn't playing Queen songs as much, and all that. You might have mm. been a wee bit man. Where's funny? Funny fun space might have really been a problem. Aye, because he, he filled up the Queen tracks, absolutely. And stuff. You know, and, and it, ones as well, aye. absolutely. Because because there was enough in it, it, it didn't matter that much. But it was it was a slight disappointment. I have to, I have to agree because it'd have been nice to hear some of the, some of those tracks, laugh or cry, or you know things like that. You know, but um, but. You know, on the positive, yeah, yeah. I mean, what he did put in was 
Ah, it was excellent. Aye. He played he played a, 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 an extensive set, man. He played a lot of music. Aye. For a guy his age, I mean, you've got to take yeah. into consideration as well. You know, the guy's no, no spring chicken. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he, he really gave you your money's worth, I thought. You know, he, mm-hmm. he made yeah. a lot of these younger bands to shame, you know. We, I mean, he must have played, I don't know, at, at, at least 13, 14 songs, something, something like that. You'd probably be able to tell <laughs> um, us more. If you take out the drum battle... Mm-hmm. It's uh, 21 tracks Fucking hell, really? Yeah. Fuck it, I was yeah. well shy of Well, that, I mean, I think you've got to include the drum battle as a song Because he's actually performing So let's ah, well, that one so, 22, uh, yeah. yeah That's unbelievable I mean, name another You know, not too many artists are giving you 22 songs At a gig uh, these days, you know what I mean? Especially guys that are in their 70s Aye. Drum, drum battle lives forevermore Exactly, yeah <laughs> You can come along You can play along <laughs> Right. Come to drum Aye, that was pretty good there, man. We were on point with the <laughs> harmony there. <laughs> fucking gong and everything at the end. Cool. So uh, like a fucking car crash, not a gong. Hi, this is Stuart, and these are my thoughts on Roger Taylor's Outsider Tour. I saw him on Saturday night of October at the Norwich UEA gig. And I'll start by saying thanks to you guys at the lap of the pods tweeting about it because I didn't know he was coming to Norwich till then. And I thought, well, if he's coming here, it's the least I can do to try and go. I was really surprised that it wasn't sold out. I've not seen anyone from Queen before, either solo or as Queen Plus, whoever. I'm wondering now if I overestimated how difficult it is to get tickets for these things. Um, hopefully I'll try again. So... I was incredibly excited about the gig and chuffed that I was able to get pretty near the front. It was brilliant to see the front row crushed full of men of a certain age, but actually the crowd was a real mix of ages and really friendly. I chatted to one woman who has seen Roger a few times before and someone who I think was bringing her granddaughter along. She was telling me about seeing Queen in 86 and how Freddie looked tiny but had a real visual presence through the poses he struck. There were younger people geeking out and chatting on excitedly about Queen facts near me in the crowd. It was a safe environment to be a bit of a Queen anorak in, which was lovely. There was no support band, and they started up with Strange Frontier. It was instantly apparent that the crowd were incredibly up for this, and the band just seemed to feed on this throughout the set. I'm very fond of the Strange Frontier album, and the two numbers he did from this album felt very much at home in the set, freed up from their 80s production and given a bit of a fresh perspective after two years of the COVID pandemic. I won't go through it set by, uh, I won't go through the set list track by track, but the second number was Tenement Funster, which for me is the archetypal Roger Taylor track, and I was really hoping he would do that one. I was screaming along, grinning from ear to ear throughout. Leading up to the gig, I was wondering about what Queen songs I might do, and but they'd obviously be the ones that Roger Taylor wrote, um, so there'd be a good chance that he'd do These Are The Days Of Our Lives, but I was unprepared for it coming so early on in the set. Roger seemed totally at ease performing it, and it sounded brilliant. It was really emotional to hear that one live and loud. I was right by the speakers. I'm sure I wasn't the only person in the crowd who shed a tear or two at that point. It was a good spread of Queen numbers that they did, and they were well mixed in with the other songs on the set list. They sounded great, and the band obviously benefited from having Spike Edney in it, and from him having played with Queen back in the 80s. A kind of magic seemed to follow all the little nuances that it does on the 80s live albums, 
And again, Roger sung it really solidly, but seemed to have a bit of trouble getting the key right again, goes straight from that one into absolutely anything. We can forgive him for that, though. It was a joy to hear his voice still as strong as it was, perhaps with a little less range, perhaps with an arm pacing himself, but expressive and seemed to enjoy every minute. Roger seemed to be really pleased that the newer material was going down well, and I could have personally have done with a few more songs from the Outsider album. I really like Tides and the purple version of Gangsters, but I wonder if they'd given quite a bit of thought to which songs the band would do the best versions of. The ending part of More Kicks was really good, with Christina Hism coming across to share the drum kit with a pair of long mallets. The band looked like the band looked and sounded like they were having... Sorry. The band looked and sounded like they were loving what they were playing. I would have maybe have liked to have seen Roger play the drums a little more, or maybe pick up a guitar for a song or two. But again, the fact that he doesn't seem to say something about the respect he has for the band. I'd like to be from the band, man of that band. They were a great band. I liked how they matched the audience, being a range of different ages would be wonderful if he could be tempted to get in the studio with them and record something. I've gone on a bit now, but a couple more highlights. Uh, a note-perfect rendition of Prime Jive with the drummer Tyler Warren taking the vocals while Roger and Spike went off stage for a toot on their ventolins or whatever. Roger running back on stage for the encore in his red velvet jacket grinning like some kind of overjoyed devil. Roger lifting his hand up and wriggling his fingers, smiling while he sang string back gloves on I'm in love with my car. The whole crowd totally losing their shit, doing the hand clapping during Radio Gaga, while the bouncer near me stood by the PA with his arms folded, looking bored and nonplussed. I wish I could go again. Um, I really hope you enjoyed your gigs as much as I did. I love the podcast. Thanks ever so much for doing it. See you again soon. I, uh, you know, again, I'm watching a YouTube video from somebody's camera phone, but um, uh, even a kind of magic was actually higher. Yeah. I must admit, yeah. I, I, I almost preferred it because I think as well, I, I, you know, kind of magic's very sterile on the album. You know, even the instrumentation's very sterile. Mm. It's overly polished, but when you hear it live, a real band playing, and it mm. does change the dynamic slightly. And it was, it was, I, I actually enjoyed it. I, I was very, day, absolutely it. very in line with the, the kind of magic tour version of a kind of magic, you know. Ah, I ended it the same way. Yeah. Ah, yeah, still yeah. be gone. Yeah, yeah, totally. The only, the only, my only complaint was that vocoder thing again at the start. There you go, spike in there again. Ah, I mean, oh, that, no, that's fucking idiot. Fucking hell, man. It's like you know, spike. I mean, he's also fucking great musician and all that but I mean fuck up with Avocoda and again it was, it was you know as well you know you'll hear on our what's uh, podcast what's tour podcast I mean it was fucking loud as fuck as well oh, nice. <laughs> you know what I mean it was really loud at the start of the song you're like fuck's sake man at least turn it fucking down if you know yeah. what I mean so it's not overpowering all the other instruments but bye so uh, what do you think about them including a, a Paul Rogers Queen and Paul Rogers track but unusual, or what well, one is, is that? Well, see, it's, it. see, it's not true. I, never, yeah. I thought I just thought that was off of Electric Fire or something. I didn't yeah. realize. No, that see, was... I thought that was off the of, um, fun and fun and earth. So, there was two yeah. songs I didn't recognize. I mean, me as well, yeah. And one was yeah. up, another one was that. Was it called See It's Not True? 
Say it's not true. Right. Yeah. So I didn't recognise both of those songs. I, I assumed they were both off his Fun yeah. on Earth. And right. I think Up is off Fun on Earth. But I quite liked it, in fact. I, I did enjoy it. Um, mm. And uh, Say It's Not True, I, I didn't hate it. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, but again, I've only heard it the one time. So, well, I'll add a, a quick look at the, the, the gig in Newcastle today, right enough. So maybe two times, you know, um, to be honest. But um, I was not aware that was no, no, no. Not even any inkling that that was off a. I'm assuming that's off a the Cosmos Rocks. Cosmos thing. Rocks, yeah. Uh, I'm assuming that is. I. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't know that song in it. But you know, there was nothing in the set that I thought of. That's a really low point there, or that's that song's no good or anything. So yeah. And in fairness, and being totally unprejudiced about it, I didn't know anything about it. The song he just played. I assumed it's a so- Roger solo track. And I was like, aye, okay, fair enough. It's all right. Mm-hmm. Was, so yeah. Cool. Yeah. So drum drum battle was that a. You know, did you did you go to the toilet or the bar? No, no, no. we we, we no. didn't. Uh, we were totally present for the, from the start to the finish. Um, yeah, we didn't leave. I don't think we did anyway. Did we? No, I no, remember not at all. all. No, no, no. Drum battle was excellent. Um, the 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 boy's name, the drummer Tyler was, uh, Warren, Tyler, Tyler Warren, Warren, who has actually got the same second play. name as my mother's. Uh, that's my mother's maiden name. Yeah, that's really interesting. I know. Um, but uh, so maybe a relation somewhere down the line. Yes, yeah, get some of that Roger money. <laughs> um, I'm your long lost cousin. But um, I, the guy's a fucking phenomenal drummer. And he was he's very much trying to channel the me and David were talking about this. He was mm. very much trying to channel the seventies Roger look. He had like uh, the, he had the white shirt with the with the unbuttoned with the long hair and it was and cool. the tie and a fucking yeah, tie, the eye. skinny tie. Yeah, I, like, I, I, look, I look like Roger nineteen seventy four. Like Roger the Rainbow. that total vibe. Absolutely. He was a great drummer. And I think the, the no, drum battle was, was cool. I mean, I mean, Roger was, you know, it was just back, there back and forth, you know, the kind of mm-hmm. thing between the two. And, um, you know, Tyler Warren's obviously doing a bit more flashy stuff and all that because he's a young guy. He's, you know, got a fire between his brothers, but he's a bit more measured and all that. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think after that, he said, I, I'm going to catch my breath now, you know, because I think Aye. he's kind of like... And it was probably genuine. I don't think he was even taking the piss. He's probably like, oh, keep a minute here, you know. Aye. Oh, uh, the, the guy was uh, superb on the drums. Aye. Uh, but it was good. It was good, especially when they doubled up because they were going back and forth and then eventually the two of them played, you know, in unison with each other. And, mm-hmm. and it was a really, big, a really big sound. And really, really cool. And the cheer, there was a massive cheer when he went behind the drum kit as well. Aye. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Like, people were like really psyched to see him go behind his kit and play, you know. Because I mean, mm-hmm. ultimately, that's what we love him. Well, obviously, his voice as well. But you know, aye. but and it didn't, and it wasn't too long either. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. these things aye, can they, be yep. a bit laborious, aye. and you're like, "Fucking, just go on yep. to the next song." But it mm-hmm. didn't really have that vibe. It was enjoyable yeah. to see him play, and, and the, the guy, the guy still got it, man. You know, he, he did his fast drum fills and mm-hmm. that we know him for and stuff like that. But yeah, it was that was entertaining, definitely. And just just while it's sticking on the drums, it's just a small geeky thing, I suppose. But I thought it was interesting when they played Radio Gaga. Um, this is just uh, this is totally darking out. But um, Tyler Warren with the you know the the chorus, all we hear is do do you know the claps. No, obviously mm. Roger just did the kind of triplet on the snare. The all we uh, hear is do 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 radio. But Tyler Warren had this the snare and the tom, the the floor tom going doom doom, and that floor tom just had a really big the beef and the claps. No, mm. oh we hear and it was really really kind of. Ah, you know, so just just a small thing I noticed. <laughs> just like nobody else is, everybody's probably thinking, "What the fuck are you bringing that out for?" But no, I don't know. These these small things you just notice, I suppose. But um, but it sounded good. Aye, mm-hmm. absolutely. Great drama, yeah. Great drama. <clears throat> Aye. Yeah, so, yeah, come on and talk to us, Tyler, man. You know when the tour's finished, Aye. come on, come on, on. talk to us. You know, yeah. 
because I know you listen to the pod like everybody does, you know. Um, yeah. So you never know, he might. And uh, John Deaton's, I think we've got John scheduled in for uh, I think November, I think. So I bet we told him, yeah. told him just not to bother because you know we've got uh, you know we've got more important busy, things to take part in, you know, than talking to John Deaton. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I would kill my entire family to get a podcast with John D. <laughs> like, yeah. right, so would I, man. I'd, 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 at least, I'd at least knife them in a non-lethal way. I didn't kill them, but just stab them in the leg or something. Uh. <laughs> okay, so, Roger Taylor last night in uh, in Manchester. Um, first time I've seen him, well, since 99. Sorry, 94 and 99 on the Happiness and Electric Fire Tours. Um, last night uh, wasn't sold out, but it certainly wasn't an empty room. It was a full, full Manchester Academy, which is nice. Uh, great crowd, got a great, uh, great response. Uh, as soon as he walked on, and pretty much until he walked off the stage, um, and a great mix of um, solo material. Obviously, a few Queen ones were put in there. Um, highlights for me. Um, second song in he uh, he plays um, Tenement Funster we also got Strange Frontier and Man on Fire uh, I'm in love with my car um, great version of um, Rocket Prime Jive and a decent little drum battle between Tyler Warren and uh, and Roger which was cool um, so yeah it was it was a great night um, everything his voice was was brilliant again last night, as it always is. And uh, of course, he got on the drums a couple of times, but um, played through some of the newer stuff, um, which was which was pretty good. Um, it's a bit more mellow, I think, than the uh, sort of the heavier sort of days of uh, Strange Frontier and Fun in Space, but certainly didn't dampen the mood anyway. But uh, all in all, fantastic show. Um, about an hour and three quarters, something like that. And uh, yeah, if you get a chance to go and see him, I'd definitely go and see him because it was, it was it was a brilliant night, really, really good. So yeah, cheers. Um, any any other particular tracks that isn't that aren't Rocket? Well, I I I, I again. You know, they, they, they kissed up Roger's ass a lot here, you know. We've, we bit disappointed in the fun and space thing. Um, but not overly disappointed. But when when they did rock and roll, it's a cover. Mm. They did it really well. And Roger sang it really well. So I was like, but by the, the time, you know, the first minute was gone, I'd be like, I was just like, I know. I know it's a cover. I know you could be playing something off fun and space here, but this really works and it actually mm. really sounds good. Um, so I was like, fair enough. When it got to heroes and finishing on heroes, I just thought it was a wee bit lumbering. Um, I have He's to say, rock roll. I think. I maybe should have ended on that actually. But heroes is a great, it's a great song. But I think it's just, it just, it's just guilty of being overplayed by so many different artists. And yeah, you know, there's so many bands that are doing. It. I mean, fucking the Depeche the Mode have done it. Fucking yeah. King Crimson have done it. King you know, Crimson, Motorhead. Motorhead yeah. You know, it's been done. Yeah. And it's and it stands to reason because it's a fucking great track. But I just and they sang it well and they played it well. I just thought, uh, okay, right, we maybe could add something else in there, you know, another Queen track. Could or, I had Airheads, man. 
Oh, yeah, they try. Stick together. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Bernard. To the end I love, of time. I was like, oh, Airheads replaces heroes, man. I love that, man. <laughs> oh, I dropped that. I'd rather, I would rather have the Airheads. I would have rather that as well, wouldn't it? You know, I, that's, that's the uh, truth of the, of the matter. And Heroes, like, Heroes is a fucking great song. It doesn't need to be said, but I don't know. I, I was a bit underwhelmed by that, I have to say. But again, it was okay. It was, it was yeah. That, right, that played, it, played it well, man. Aye, aye, that's it. You know, and I thought there was one part, and I know when in Heroes it kind of stops and then it goes back in again. And when it stopped, I thought, right, that's a good place. Then it went back in, and I was like, aye, right, okay, this you need to just end this now. It, it mm-hmm. was getting a wee bit, you know, finish a song because it just it does lumber along. So maybe I think Heroes is one of those songs that probably is better when you're sat down and you're just lounging and you're, you know. I don't mm. think it's that type of song to play in a club gig. Especially not the end of a set. No, uh, you know, so. Mm. I don't know. And there's a lot of soft songs in a set, you know. We'd all try to get by and, you know, outsider and all these things. So, but, but I don't know, they just worked. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm rambling on. But anyway, that yeah. was that was just what, a, a slight low. Were you thinking, you know, um, that, you know, the, the main set ended? What were you thinking? Or he's, he's got to come back and he'll do something from fun, fun in space, or you know, no, we knew, because that was it. Because uh, I, I knew there wouldn't be a second encore because that was the mean, encore. Do you mean before oh, no, rock and roll and heroes? Right, aye, when aye, when yeah. the set actually ended, in the not, first set, aye. aye. Well, I was still hopeful we would get something, aye, to be yeah. honest. I don't know what you know, but but something, you yeah. know, yeah. um, seems that it does seem strange because you know it, it's almost universal that everyone regards that as his best. Best work. album, yeah, best yeah. solo album, and, anyway, you know, because um, I think Leighton was saying, you know, when Roger came on and sang with Spike Edney's band, and they they did Magic is Loose, and that was mm-hmm. uh, that, that was about twenty years ago, maybe longer. Um, and uh, yeah, they did Magic is Loose, and but there's no footage yet. I was I was asking him on Twitter, if there any, is there any footage? You see, I've been trying to find it, but you know, it doesn't exist. So, you know, I'm saying recently, I mean, it was, it was a long time ago, but. You know, so it was obviously he was thinking about, you know, so he'd done Magic is Loose, so... And that's a kind of more of a deep cut in fun and fun and space as well, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, and... I mean, what's this, what's this single off of fun and space again? The Future management. Aye. Even mm-hmm. that would have been, that would have been fucking excellent here, live, man. Aye, aye, totally, aye. I'm going to invite you to try my machines. Dun, 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 dun. Aye. And he can, still, he can still sing that stuff, aye. so... No, that would have been, that would have, because I think it would have, I mean, the set, set was pretty diverse. You've got all those Queen songs that have, you know, that are, on their own are diverse. Um, and then you've got, you know, the diversity of things like Strange Frontier, Man and Fire, along with the kind of more wistful stuff on the new album. Not So that, it was already quite diverse, but I throw some of the fun and space ones in and you just get them. Mm. That diversity just ramps up even more. Even Laugh or Cry or, or something. Ah, that's that's cool. Yeah. You know. No violence, man. Anything, 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 anything I love that album, I, 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 I loved it, you know. End, end the set with the title track, you know, that beautiful aye, oh, aye, aye, track. Aye, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. you know, it's a beautiful song. Yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. Um, but, you know, the, the, uh, as you say, you know, the, the man's delivered a, a, a blistering set and we're, we're still complaining about it. But, you know, that's... That's what happens. Yeah, hi guys, it's Paul here. Um, yeah, I went to the Coventry show on the tour. I wasn't really sure what to expect. I suppose my expectations were relatively low, I guess. But I've got to say, on, upon reflection, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was amazing. Um, 
really tight band. Interesting set list. I think the new songs came across really, really well. Obviously a great reaction when the classics were played as well. And uh, yeah, I was blown away by it. I, I would have happily bought tickets for another night on the tour as well. So hopefully there'll be another opportunity. But uh, yeah, great. Really, really enjoyed it. Cheers. Hi, this is Pank speaking. Uh, I was at the Bexhill Delaware Pavilion show last Sunday. And I have to say, it was one of the best post-1991 Queen-related events that I have been to. Quite simply, the most perfect set list. Roger doing things that I never thought he would do again. The whole tour was a pleasant surprise, but to hear some of those numbers again, or for the first time live, was, to be honest, rather tear-jerking for the first couple of songs. It was exhilarating, it was reflective, and it it was a modern gig, but an old-fashioned one in terms of just the band playing its stuff, but the sound quality was good, and the flourishes from the band, and the violin, and the drama battles and so on all fitted in really nicely but what it boiled down to was our hero simply putting together a lovely gift box of his favorite stuff and our favorite stuff as well you know i never really gave fun on earth much of a chance i wasn't a particularly big fan of it um but the one track up that was played on the set list really came across wonderfully well. The new songs from Outsider also sounding great. And uh, that's been a, 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 a really pleasant revelation, the Outsider album. Uh, OK, so um, we've danced around about it uh, enough now, but Rocket. Open brackets, prime drive, close brackets. How was it for you, for you, two guys? I think right before they played it, we were talking about it as well. If I, remember, like, I think <laughs> oh, we actually we said it would be amazing if we played Rocket. But we were kind of like, nah, but we were like, nah, we'll play that. And man. then we he actually just... played it, man, like, like, <laughs> like while we were talking about it, and I basically fucking freaked out, and I was like, fucking yes. And um, I said, I was like that dancing gig, remember? You're like, oh, you'll never play the same, same vibe. And, I, like, and oh. I was, I was like, oh, how the gods kill would be great. And he played that as well. Uh, I, 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 like, I said, I said, it was uh, fucking brilliant, uh, man. I really was. And he, he sang well, but anyway, so he start the intro starts. I freaked out, but I had to move my position in the crowd because the, the idiot that I was speaking about, the, the guy that stood right in front of us. Um, kept looking back at everybody. He was one of these idiots that was trying to catch somebody's eyes so they could participate with him. And I said to, I actually think I said to David, mate, I need to move because this guy fucks this song up for me. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> so so I actually moved away and I stood kind of more in the middle. Yeah. And um, it started and it started playing. I was like fucking amazing. But about mm. maybe 30 seconds into it, because of where I was standing, there was a very tall man in front of me. I was like, where's Roger? And I mm. went, oh, Roger's not even fucking singing it. It was a, it was a drummer, mm-hmm. um, Tyler Warren. It was singing it. And like, 
obviously there was a little bit of a fuck, but then it went away because he sang it fucking amazingly well. It'd the be guy, really good. he was yeah. excellent at singing it, mm-hmm. and the band were on fire, and it was it was perfect. It was it was, it was, it was amazing how quickly that slight disappointment disappeared when you just started listening to what you were hearing. Because mm-hmm. the guy just like, no, that's so well. yeah. So it, I fucking thoroughly enjoyed it, even though Roger wasn't on stage, like you say, Joe. It was just... One of my favourite things in the whole gig. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like I said, it, it, it was. It, 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 it was a bit disappointing for the first, like, maybe 30 seconds, and then I just thought, I just started getting into it. But after, uh, people that listen to this pod will know that. That is one of my favourite Queen songs, period. And mm. to hear it, it would have been, if Roger had sang it, uh, it would have been one of the best moments ever at a gig for me. Uh, honestly, and I, I mean that with no exaggeration. If Roger had sang that, that would have been like a, a tick off the list of things that I wanted to see in my life. Yeah. So it's kind of, yeah. it's, it's a bit bittersweet for me. I enjoyed mm. it, but. I, he just doesn't know how much it would have been important to me for him to have sang it. And then he sang rap, Rock and Roll, the, the, the Zeppelin song later on in the set, which is a similar sort of vibe. It's a rocker, but he sings high stuff. And you're thinking he could have still sang it. Yeah. And I understand the reason why he didn't, because, you know, it was obviously a, a gap in the set for Roger to get his breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but he could have fucking yeah. done that with one of the other songs. And, I mean, it could, have been, it could have been even the, the fact that he... Uh, maybe he didn't want it in the set. Maybe he didn't, and maybe the band, maybe even maybe they says, were, no, I, I want to do this, man. Can I? And then he's like, well, well, you, yeah. you crack on and do it. No, I mean, it could have been mm-hmm. that as well. Then, yeah. like you say, gives him the chance to get a breather as well, you know. But it was, it was fantastic, uh, man. It was. I made a gig that was already very, very fucking good, peak to being an excellent gig. And, uh, and, and it's maybe his way of, you know, saying to the people, this, you know, acknowledge this great band. I don't, I don't have to be here. I could be, aye. Yeah. These guys are fucking great, you know? Aye. I didn't have heroes, but and let them play. <laughs> <heroes themselves. laughs> Did I sang Rocket true, Bastard? Aye. But he didn't. But anyway, but it was That's still true. fucking phenomenal. And I must give a big shout out to the guitar player as well, because that guy aye. was, was excellent, man. He, he was really faithful to the to the, the May stuff. Mm, um, absolutely. You know, he, he hit all the, all the big aye, moves. I, I, I got that impression. I think he's a, he's a bit of a Brian Well, uh, All the stuff that he... You know, that was important in Brian May's souls that he kept. Aye, there was exactly. a few, a few wee things aye, that he yeah. going, which is which kept, is always fine for a guitarist, you know. But he, he kept it. But he understood. Aye, he understood aye. What, what was important in the solo. That, I cannot change this because these bits are important, and I thought that was great. He's a very. I, th- I find him a very rhythmical lead player. He was very, aye, um, very choppy in his lead playing, and very really dug into the notes when he was playing. Um, I like Brian. So, aye, aye. Um, aye. He's so in a different way. It's not just because he, you know, he's he's got long hair. And he's, he was playing a strat a lot of the time, um, but it, it's the way the way Owen, Rory, Rory Gallagher plays, and you know, and and he's very rhythmical in his lead playing. It was kind of yeah, reminded yeah. me of that the way, just Aye. the way he was digging into yeah. some of the, the blues Aye. and stuff. And all that, and so. that's it. You're saying digging in. He, he, he did. Look, he, he was he was hitting that thing hard. You know, which, Aye, I, which yeah. I always like. I, you know, a lot of modern. Players, especially ah, the metal touch, genre, it's fairly like, strings. Aye, I, I like guys aye. digging in, you know. Yeah, um, that was certainly branded as you know. Uh, There's a few tracks he was playing with his fingers, and it actually almost reminded me of uh, Jeff Beckett's time, you know, Jeff, ah, Jeff, Jeff Beck, Beck as well. Because uh, Joe and I were saying that, you know, he's cause obviously Jeff Beck plays with his fingers, and you know, uh, it was, it was not, that not kinda, flood as well. Yeah. Aye, aye, absolutely. So, but no, that was cool. Uh, yeah, so I rock it. Uh, as I say, I put, I, I put a smile on my face when I saw when I saw it was on the, the set list. Yeah, for me, the, the major standout of his playing was the solo and 
um, these are the days of our lives. I ah, thought yeah. he, he, yeah, he did, he yep. did that. See that big, that big high note in that. Ah, he, he played mm-hmm. that extremely well. Um, mm-hmm. I and captured the vibe perfectly. Yep. And it made me think. Watching Roger, I don't know. You were probably thinking the same, David. See if we didn't have this horrible incarnation of quote unquote queen that's still you know butchering going about the world butchering in my opinion uh, classic songs. See if Roger, I would actually be quite happy if Roger went on a solo tour and just did loads of Queen songs himself. I'd fucking yeah. go to every single one of yeah. those. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. But, but listening to listening to Adam Lambert singing them, it's just, uh, it's just no for me. You know, it's a shame because Roger did a lot of these songs. Let's put it this way: if I'd seen Adam Lambert singing these, I would not have been impressed. And even if Brian May on the stage, I wouldn't have been impressed. But yeah, yeah. I was very much impressed with Roger and his band. Aye, no, absolutely. No, I'm the same. And it's like, you know, I know like the Queen and Adam Lambert things picking up again next year and stuff. And it'd be, yeah, be, no, just be good if it what, be good if Roger was back in the road next year. And, aye, I'd go and see him again, man, definitely. Aye, aye. Come up to Scotland this time, you know, so. Aye, bastard. <laughs> but um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, I, I don't know. Is, is it definitely his last tour? Because I know everyone's saying it probably is, but has he actually confirmed that? Or is it just obvious because he's he's at the age he's at and he's obviously got the commitments with, with Brian May and going on the road, you know? Hmm. I'm not sure. Well, I've not actually heard. Well, you know, you look, you look at him and okay, he's a, he's a fair old age and all that, but the, the, there, wasn't, good. there wasn't anything there. You are thinking, Jesus, you know, you, right. you, you need to wrap this up, you know? Because hmm. um, we've seen some artists, you know, that over the years that you're just like, you, you know, start, man. man, I love you, but... <sighs> You know, no, he's still Roger. Still, yeah. had, he still had yeah. it, man. Very strong, and you know, a, a young kind of vital band. You know, uh, you know, behind him, he's, he's just feeding off that life force. You know, well, I think he's yeah. done obviously. I mean, because he's only playing these UK dates, you know, so I think he's done well at big European and world tours and yeah. all that. And you yeah. know, um, which is which is fine, but it'd be, it'd be great if he if he came back even in like two years from now and, and did more shows, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I know, I know, I would definitely, I would definitely be looking at going, and and, and like, oh, you know, potentially we'd have missed this, you know, this this tour because mm-hmm. you know we were looking at the dates, obviously, and thinking, oh, it's just not going to happen because you know, um, you've got to, got to arrange travel, we've got to you know make sure we're off at the you know the same time, everybody's you know try to line all these things up. But I bet you, I'm sure well, you're such a genius, sir, David. I that just <laughs> just last minute. Oh, let's. Let's see if we can pull this together, and then Paul mm-hmm. let us down at the end. You know what I mean? But of course, as he always does, man. Yeah. <laughs> as I always do. <laughs> Hi guys, you've asked on opinions on seeing Roger live. Um, I mean, the short answer is great, absolutely fabulous. In fact, uh, a fantastic voice, just such texture, such range, such warmth. I mean, I think his voice is like beautifully aged oak, and. And he somehow suits both heavy numbers and the tender stuff. Um, and also, I think it was the mixture. Like Strange Frontier seemed like a perfect opener, um, a kind of call to arms. And also stuff like More Kicks just worked so well live. Uh, but so did things like A Kind of Magic, uh, Man on Fire. I'm loving seeing that and trying to forget about the video. Uh, and for me, the track Outside is a real grower. So that seemed fantastic too. Um, obviously, Radio Gaga was, you know, great. Uh, I, I like to think I, I see Roger every 36 years. Uh, it was the highlight of Nebworth and, and probably the highlight again. I'm not banking seeing him in another 36 years. He, he looks in fine fettle, but I'm not sure I'm going to make it. Um, there were so many great moments. 
I mean, also he looked like he was he was loving it. It was such a sort of intimate venue, and 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 he looked like he was sort of relaxed about it. Uh, he was loving the whole thing. He was loving his band, and there was one track I'm not sure what it was where he was just sort of nonchalantly went to his drum kit to hit a cymbal, and it and it and it seemed like a kind of real lovely little touch where he he kind of was a, a bit of a nod to his Queen drumming role. Um, so. And I also enjoyed where he was taking the piss out of, um, uh, I'm the, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody film and, and um, the whole thing about um, I'm in love with my car. And, and he then goes, but I, but, I, but I am in love with my car, which, um, you know, was, was great. Um, uh, I don't think I don't think I've ever belted out the words of Tenement Funster in mixed company. So uh, that was also that was also a first. And, you know, there's a lot of songs that I was finding myself thinking, oh, yeah absolutely know the lyrics and, and, and loving it and, and singing away. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, on, on a side issue, you, you guys were great and others in the Queen community were great because I, I, I sort of did a, uh, I had a real issue with my ticket, which I bought and got withdrawn from Ticketmaster. And, uh, so anyway, uh, the venue came up trumps in the end and the Ticketmaster were just a bit rubbish and basically, the person who was trying to sell the ticket obviously decided changed their mind, but didn't tell anyone. But so it added to the emotional roller coaster, I think. And it, uh, but it worked out well because I got a return seat that was really, really great. Um, I arrived at Bexhill and the sunset was exactly like the cover of Happiness, so that seemed like a good sign. And uh, and my seat, I was next to some uh, uh, a woman who basically had her friend couldn't do it, and I just was sitting there wittering away saying how glad I was her friend couldn't make it and do you know what she seemed absolutely fine absolutely fine with that and uh, not offended at all and uh, I think basically you know she obviously I think she was very glad that she was you know someone was enjoying themselves you know with that seat so she didn't seem too offended um, the seat itself was fantastic I reckon I was about 15 meters away from from Roger from the front and uh and maybe the restraining orders in the post, but I've still got my memories. Uh, so basically, I think, in summary, it was great. It was a, a, a really, I thought it was a really strong set list um, with uh, just a great combination of tracks that suited, you know, that just was you know, from Roger's career. And um, yeah, loving it. Still buzzing and uh, yeah, absolutely loving it. Over and out. Um, yeah, so I so um a, a good night was had by all, and uh, you know I I don't I suppose it doesn't matter much to you, Dave. Uh, sorry, Joe, uh, uh, being a teetotaler, but um being sober at gigs, it's a way forward on it, David. Uh, I I mean it's do, do you know what happens when you're? I think sometimes um sometimes when you when you've had a few at a gig. I think maybe your your perception of how good or bad it was yeah, is skewed. Yeah, it was tinted, aye. Um, and I think maybe you think it's better than what it is maybe after a few because you're, you know, you're, you're kind of enjoying it, you're getting lost in the music a wee bit. Um, so the performance aspect of it is maybe getting a bit lost on you in terms of, mm. you know, the quality. Um, but, you know, being, I know I've been sober in gigs like plenty of times, but... Um, of you, but um, really. I <laughs> <laughs> was that true, Colin. Now is that true, Colin? <laughs> um, no, I have. You know, I've drove, I've driven to gigs. I've been to gigs of my own, but I've actually driven, parked up, went to the gig, came out, 
drove home kind of thing. Drunk. And um, drove home drunk. Exactly. <laughs> just let me down. Just let me down in that pub. Uh, last night in that pub, man. That's right. And right. I a car. So, um, but no, I think that's what it is. And, and the point I was making is, so I was completely sober and I'm looking at this gig and going, this is fucking amazing. So mm. it wasn't like, oh shit, is this what gigs are like when you're sober? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was like, you know. Um, so no, it was absolutely brilliant. And seriously, one of the best gigs I have seen in a long fucking time, you know. Oh, I, it's, it's I would agree. With, it's up there with one of my favourite gigs that I've been there. Um, I would like, agree. I would actually agree with that. I, yeah. Uh, because it, was, it took me back to childhood good. in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, and because it was, you know, and it wasn't just is because that, I'm that, seeing one of my heroes. Oh, I'm seeing one of my heroes. So I'm, I'm going to just be like starstruck here. No, no. Oh, if the was great. If the band weren't good and Roger was off it, you know, we'd be saying so. Of course you know? we would die. Um, Absolutely. Because we are very fucking cynical about everything. So we mm. would, we, we, you know, we'd be I saying think, these things. But I but think I people was... appreciate that honestly, the way. I mean, because yeah, like, they know at least when they come here, they're not going to sugarcoat anything. And, no, no. You know. That's it. But no, they I mean, because be. I, I think the last gig I was at was Napalm Death back in February 2020. Aye. So that that's enough. I might be the same, aye, aye. This is no, in fact, that's not. No, I went to see a satanic doo-wop band oh, called yeah, yeah. Oh, Twin Temple. Twin Temple, um, oh, they're fucking in February man. last year. Who are absolutely amazing if you like doo-wop ah, music. Ah, cool, Obviously, ah. they're satanic doo-wop. So <laughs> the gig was. Ah, those two gigs, that gig, that gig was amazing in the sense that. That was similar to Roger when I was there. It was like a totally different vibe because obviously we go to a lot of metal gigs, extreme yeah. metal gigs and stuff, mm-hmm. where, where everybody's very serious and stuff like that. And that was great. It was like a breath of fresh air. And then for Roger, over well over a year later, to be my next gig and mm-hmm. it take me back to just good times, you know, Aye. Rocket, you know, loving my car, you know, even stuff off his solo records. It gave me a, a real positive, two gigs that were really positive for me rather than, you know, don't get me wrong, I fucking love Napalm Death uh, and, I, I, you know, all that extreme stuff, but it's just a breath of fresh air, you know? Absolutely. Hi. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can't have been in your face all the time, man. No, not at all. And uh, I saw that, yeah, I first gig since then, and and um, I, it's good to, it was, it was kind of, um, you know, I wasn't sure how I, I was, I don't know what Joe, I wasn't sure how, how I was going to feel back in the crowd again, you know, being, because, I mean, we, we probably all like our personal space anyway, you know, and that, that is invaded when you're at a gig. It's just something you've got to accept and to mm. a degree, you know. Um, people were pretty, I thought the Liverpool, I don't know about you, but I thought the Liverpool uh, crowd were actually a lot a lot better than the Glasgow crowd. Glasgow yeah, crowd's banging into you constantly and I thought <laughs> they were quite polite, apart from that fucking tit. <laughs> Honestly, uh, man. No, no, the, no, the, no, the Liverpool crowd were, were great, man. They were, you know, just in good form. and They were, you know, right. aye. And just, just you yeah. know. You know, they gave bad. him a really great reception. They did, uh, aye, big, big, big roars, man. But, um, aye, brilliant, absolutely fucking brilliant gig. So glad that we did it and we went and, uh-huh. aye, absolutely outstanding, man. So, mm-hmm. so anything else to add before we, we wrap this up? Just a couple of, just one, well, one, uh, one main thing that he, in fact, just one thing actually. It's interesting because Roger's still, even at 72, um, in between songs, he's still very shy and kind of bashful. Aye, totally. Aye. He's, he's not a front know, man. He's not he's a front man. Of, he still struggles with the whole front man thing because mm. when he's speaking at the mic, you're like, what? What? At Aye, times I'm like, quiet. I don't really know what you're saying here because he's like, you know, because normally it's like, ah, you're doing that there. No, that's kind of that. But he's just like, kind of, you, you know, and you're like, fucking speak up. Yeah, cunt. Aye. Speak up. Who fucking said that? Who fucking said that? <laughs> You're past it, you cunt. You fucking said that. 
<laughs> so have either of you get anything sensible to add to this before we wrap it up? No. Not really, no. Nah. Nah. <laughs> Hi, this is Andy from the Hawkbench podcast. I was at Roger's gig on Friday at Shepherd's Bush in London. Thought I'd drop you a couple of thoughts. And firstly, just what a joyous atmosphere it was. Uh, I don't know whether it's, you know, people making their return to live music after so long, but the atmosphere was amazing. It was like Roger was on stage, obviously really happy and excited to be there and everyone behaving as though they're on first name terms with him. It was a really like more like a private party than a gig. Uh, the band were amazing, uh, really, really great players, but also really great singers. Everyone did harmonies um, and that sounded, uh, sounded awesome. The drummer in particular has an incredible voice. I mean, trust Rog to find a drummer with an incredible voice, right? And the band ran through a version of Rocket Prime Jive without Rog, somewhere about halfway in the set, I guess. Um, and it's not one of my favorite Queen songs by a country mile, but the band really nail it. And the drummer did such an incredible job that it became a really good moment in the set. All the solo material sat brilliantly in the set. It wasn't just about you know, lulls between Queen songs. Everyone really knew the solo stuff and were into the solo stuff. So that really worked. He made some great uh, set choices. There were some great moments of interaction between Rog and the crowd, uh, particularly in uh, Florence Sands. Um, and then uh, Brian came on. And I didn't notice Brian come on uh, initially. I just saw this wall of phones go up and Bedlam break out. And I thought, oh, Brian's come on. And indeed he had. It was a brilliant gig. I loved every minute of it. And hopefully... This isn't the last we've seen of Roger on tour. Hi, guys. Um, big fan of the podcast. I was at the Liverpool gig, uh, the Outsider Tour, much like yourselves. Um, I was blown away by it. I absolutely loved it. I'd seen Roger on the Electric Fire Tour and the Happiness Tour, um, both of which were great, but this one just felt very, very special. It was my first gig back after lockdown. Um, Roger's a big hero. I played drums myself when I was a kid. Um, my older brother always got the Queen albums, so I was allowed to get Queen solo albums. So I've always been a big fan of Fun in Space and Strange Frontier. I loved the set list. Opening with Strange Frontier, I was just so happy. And I really, I really loved hearing that room full of people singing along to not just the Queen tunes, but the, the new stuff and, you know, the old solo classics. Um, I, I loved it. It was so good. The band were incredible. Um, I thought Roger just looked like he was having a great time. It was wonderful. Um, my only my only gripe was that Roger didn't sing Rocket Prime Jive. I think I'd have died if he'd have done that. I'd have been so happy. But it was good to hear it live. Um, can't wait to hear what you thought of the show. Thanks for all the uh, podcasts. Ta-da. So, so coming up next, um, there's a there's a sound clip from the guys again um, discussing the gig as literally uh, having come out the doors of, of the ABC in Liverpool. The mm-hmm. ABC, sorry, the O. What's the O two Academy. The O two Academy. Beg your pardon. Um, yeah, the, the guys are just out the door and they recorded their thoughts uh, at the time. Um, so you can listen to that. Um, and so so we'll wrap this uh, a little bit up and we'll leave you, as we always do, in the lap of the pods. Mm-hmm. Very good. I like mm-hmm. that. I'm going to steal that for all the future podcasts I, now. It's because I, <laughs> I, I saw Brian doing it with the, 
the fuck uh, the so the, I can't remember it was a rainbow. The rainbow gig. Aye, rainbow. Oh, aye. I think it made the Hammersmith actually. It's Hammersmith. Aye, gonna leave you in the leave you always, aye, For a minute, I thought you meant your brother, Brian. I was like, I could part shite. He's gonna book Telly Cunts when he leaves. When he leaves conversation, I'll leave you in a laugh at a point. For shape partner, man. I'll see you later, Brian. Aye, I'll leave you in a lap of the pods. So if you're listening, Brian, start start hitting out with that shape partner. <laughs> Go to the football, all right, end of the game, all right. I'll leave you in a lap of the pods. Fuck <laughs> off. I've just been horse five nothing and you're coming out with that partner. <laughs> Aye, what about it? Magic. Aye, usually. You'll need to do that again because it's lost all its effect now. So, aye, aye it's, it's gone new in it. I'm nicking it, but aye, aye, nick it, man. That's like, that a good one. Aye, aye. I'm like, how do we not do that before? It's my stupid. Aye, because our brains are shit, our bodies are shit, and our brains is shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um. That, that concludes this part of the, the episode um, and so we'll leave you as we always do in the lap of the pods Hello this is David and Joe and we are in a side street somewhere in Liverpool uh, we had to stop and get some water for the journey back home I've just uh, experienced Roger live at the O2 in Liverpool and uh, we're going to try and stay awake long enough to, to get home Hi. So, uh, Joe, I'll hit you up. What, what, what was your thoughts on that, man? Well, you know, the journey home, I hope we don't die. So that, that's, you know, a positive. But uh, the gig was fucking amazing, man. The, the, what can I say? The guy's set was great. His band were absolutely immaculate and his voice is still fucking top notch. Would you not agree, man? 100%, man. I, I didn't want to end. Um, the, the, the band as Joe said were just absolutely fucking brilliant Aye. just just like top top musicians man um, you know um, we'll, we'll obviously get into this in more detail in the podcast properly but you know um, Christian Mendoza guitarist fucking amazing mm-hmm. you know the drummer Tyler Warren outstanding um, Lisa Keys on the keyboards and electric violin and, and drums singing vocals um, Spike Edney doing his bit on on the keyboards and stuff as well. He was a bit out of sight, so he might have been on other instruments that I didn't notice. But um, I think it was mostly keyboards, mostly uh, probably mostly keyboards. Aye, and um, and Neil is it Neil Fairclough? I think it is um, who plays with Queen and Adam Lambert on bass. But the band were the band were absolutely outstanding. Unbelievable. And Roger, as Joe said, man, the voice was just outstanding. Um, totally blown away. Set list was fucking great. Um, one gripe about it. No songs off fun and space. Come aye, on, I man. Know, I, know. I, I agree. I that that was the only the only negative thing I could say about it is he didn't play anything off a of fun and space, which is obviously collectively our favourite Roger album. But other than that, the stuff he did play, I mean, obviously we'll go into it more detail. But the Queen stuff was fucking amazing, man. Really, and he, but uh, little spoiler, they played one of my favourite Queen songs, and like it was, aye, it was fucking amazing. There's nothing else to really say. <laughs> well, that's all right. This podcast about after the tour's finished, so go ahead and spoil away. So don't worry about it, man. Oh, what song was it? It was uh, Rocket, and I honestly couldn't believe that because me and David were talking about it before. But uh, you know, while the set was a gap in the set, and I says, "What about Rocket?" And then it, the fucking intro started, and it was just like, "Yes!" And there was some fucking idiot 
standing right in front of you so <laughs> obviously I had to move because if this guy had started to annoy me I would have lost my mind because like I said it's my favourite song and it was fucking outstanding aye no it was great it was, it was kind of bizarre though because Roger didn't sing it eh? <laughs> aye, I know. Aye, that that was a little disappointing. It was a little gap in the set for Roger to basically catch his breath. I take, I guess. But uh, but it was still fucking awesome, man. The, the the boy who played the drums sang it as well, like Roger. Obviously, you know, would would have done if he was in Queen. And he, the boy sang it. I mean, at one point I didn't even realise it wasn't Roger until I looked and I didn't see Roger on stage. That's how good the boy sounded. He had a fantastic voice and totally slayed it. The whole band were fucking amazing, man. Really, really brilliant. Yeah, it was disappointing because at the start, because Rocket starts and then Roger's not on stage, and you think he's got to come out. He's just he's just maybe grabbing a towel or something to wipe himself down. He'll be back on, and then he didn't come on. But because it was so bloody good, you, you put it to the back of your mind. It's like this is this is brilliant. This sounds so great. So it it didn't really matter that much, you know. Um, but no, that was absolutely class, and. Um, I think the only the, the, I guess the only other thing I mean we we got the encore at the end and it was Rocket. Uh, Rocket, sorry, Rock and Roll, sorry, by Led Zeppelin and obviously Heroes by David Bowie. Um, uh, I mean, rock, uh, rock and Roll sounded great, full of energy. Heroes, uh, I, I, I don't know, I think it's a bit overdone, so I, I wasn't, he, he sang it brilliantly, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I'd as soon I heard another Queen track or another, uh, another you, something off Funny Space, even uh, for fuck's sake, uh, you know, it's like, exactly. so, you, so. You brought up a good point as well that. You know, he didn't sing Rocket, but he sang Rock and Roll by Led Zeppelin, and it's an upbeat rock song, and he sang it fucking fantastic, and it just made you think, oh, why the fuck did you not sing Rocket? Uh, <laughs> aye, aye. Yeah. Aye, bizarre, but... Um, bizarre, but, but I, we say things like bizarre, and, you know, I'm, I'm That's saying... this. Uh, you know, I, I, it's it's hard to... It's hard to really pick fault with that. You know, these are, these are minor gripes. Really, really minor gripes, because everything they played was fucking brilliant. Aye, the the sound was was amazing as well. The mix was absolutely fucking brilliant. Crowd were great, man. Aye, crowd were great. Great, aye. aye. Really, they gave him an absolutely stunning response. Aye, so well done, Liverpool. Aye, absolutely. No Liverpool, fucking aye. Yeah, they they, they were. It was like it, it reminded me of back home in Glasgow. You know, they they, they kind of you know really roaring crowd, and you know it, it was very very similar to that. And I mean, I think the crowd were, as we expected, very follically challenged. And, well, it, was, uh, it was full of bald old guys, man. But then we're bald and old, so it's very well. true, man. And um, I'm so glad we we this was a bit of a last minute thing. Um, it was a shame Paul couldn't make it, but Paul's going to be talking um, with us about the gig um, on one of the podcasts on this podcast, of course. And um, uh, but yeah, I mean, last minute decision, and just so glad we did it mm. because it was just it, you know p- potentially Roger's last tour. I don't know if he's actually come out and said it. Um, actually announced that this is his last tour, but likely it will be. Um, and I think we'd have regretted missing it, to be honest. Aye, and so, man. so get it up, you Paul. You fucking Aye, missed you Rogers' missed last tour. You fucking dick. <laughs> I fucking said that. <laughs> 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 I've got a bit of that in you. Roger impersonations. Anyway, so uh, we'll sign off just now because we need to get, get home. It's about uh, almost half past 11, and we've got a three and a half four hour drive ahead of us so um, we probably better get a shift on and um, aye take care of yourselves we'll speak to you soon bye